This is Food First Michigan on 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Creating a food secure state. And by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome everyone and thanks for listening. The holiday season is in full swing across the globe. In America, we start with Thanksgiving, followed by the important days of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and of course, Jerry's favorite, Giving Tuesday. Then, right around the corner, is my birthday, followed by Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, and our friends from Canada slide in Boxing Day as well. One thing every one of these holidays have in common is the opportunity to realize how fortunate we are. Many of them remind us of the spirit of giving, and so gratitude rings loud and clear from mid-November until the New Year's dawn. I recently went through my first bout with COVID, and once I could think clearly again, I realized once again that what seems insignificant when you have it is important when you don't. That's the top of my appreciation list and this health. What seems insignificant when you have it is important when you don't. Rings true in my head and my heart, and I'm confident this type of thinking is what prompted Helen Keller to remark, I have often thought it would be a blessing if each human were stricken blind and deaf for a few days during their adult life. Darkness would make them more appreciative of sight and silence would teach them the joys of sound. Cicero said, a thankful heart is not only the greatest virtue, but the parent of all other virtues. It is difficult to summon other virtues without an attitude of gratitude. For example, I find it impossible to be positive without first being grateful. However, out of gratitude, I find perspective and eventually a more positive outlook. Gratitude is powerful and can transform common days into Thanksgiving days. Finding a way to give thanks can turn routine jobs into joy and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. So be thankful for what you have because you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you'll never have enough. When my mentor read this, he scribbled down on his legal pad these words, what we appreciate, appreciates, and what we depreciate, depreciates. On this edition of Food First Michigan, it is all about the attitude of gratitude, who we appreciate and why. And I think you will be inspired by today's show and perhaps catch a little bit of that holiday spirit. Join Jerry and me in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for being with us. Jerry Brisson here in our WJR studio. Jerry, great to see you. Always a pleasure, Doctor. Always a pleasure. Well, today we're talking about the attitude of gratitude. So I, I, I'll start by throwing this at you. The quote from Cicero, I think, is 
compelling. A thankful heart is not only the greatest virtue, but the parent of all other virtues. I thought of you when I when I read that. Honest to God, I did, because you're so positive and so cheerful. And, you know, you're not going to be around you long before you're going to laugh, even if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can laugh with me or at me. It's all good. Uh, so, you know, uh, so I, I think I've talked about this on the show, how I got to Detroit. I was my parish priest was a Capuchin. That's a Franciscan friar. Some right. people say monk, but that's not quite right because monks have to be cloistered. But in any case, uh, so uh, um one of the Capuchins that was famous in the Detroit area was a was a Capuchin by the name of Father Solanus Casey, and a lot of people would recognize that name here in Southeast Michigan. And his saying was, "Gratitude is the first step toward holiness." That's that was the saying. One of the sayings he was wow. famous for, right? Gratitude is the first step toward holiness. And I will say this: um, being around the Capuchins for a long time. Uh, I certainly believe that that's true. And and I'll tell you something that was astounding to me when I first got into this work as a young man in my late teens, um, and I would go uh, talk to people who were getting help at the soup kitchen. And, and I would, you know, be my cheery self and say, well, how are you today? And f- without fail, I would hear at least very often, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. These are people in the... Soup kitchen. Eating at the soup kitchen. Yep. These are people eating at the soup kitchen. Their first response, knee-jerk reaction, I'm blessed. So I started to say, well, well, what, what makes you feel blessed today? And they never failed to have a good answer. You know, whether it's an ache or a pain they weren't feeling that day or that they were up and around or or it might be the weather or it might be somebody they interacted with or it might even be that they're there having a meal in a warm place. I mean, there were there. But but the the I never expected it. right? Right. You expect people who are who are in that condition to be upset and depressed and it just doesn't turn out to be that way um you know i'm blessed i'm blessed so you know when when you think of we talk about the face of hunger right what mm. is the face of hunger and we say well you don't know you, you have ideas about what it might be based on your personal experience but the fact of the matter is people don't talk about when they can't make ends meet they just don't talk about it so it's 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 a hidden face you don't see it all the time well, I wonder if the same is true with gratitude in so many in so many ways. What is the face of gratitude? Who is grateful? Are wealthy people the grateful ones? Are poor people the grateful ones? Who is grateful? And as I started to write down names in my little list, which I'm not going to say, <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, the fact of the matter is I know a lot of people who are grateful, and I know a fair number that aren't, and they don't line up perfectly in one category or the other, sure. you know. So I just started thinking a lot about, um, well, what is the face of gratitude, and what does gratitude look like, and what keeps people from being grateful? And it just led me down this whole path of reflection about how making assumptions about anyone for any reason or about community particularly is just always a mistake. It's always a mistake. The curiosity is better than certainty in most cases. Hmm. So I'm just thinking about the quote that I used in the monologue that said, you know, 
if you concentrate, be thankful for what you have, you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, then you'll never have enough. And wow, I I think that that really speaks to me. When I, the reason the Capuchin story speaks to me is because my first posting out of college was to run a Skid Row mission in Seattle, Washington, and I had very similar experiences where people were so thankful. We would open up at six in the morning in downtown Seattle, in Washington Square, Occidental Park, and um, and and people from that lived on the street would come in to ha- be warm and get uh, some coffee and whatever food we had to share. And um, they were, by and large, everyone was so thankful to be in a warm place having hot coffee and you know, it's it's just those simple things, you know. It's those simple things that make you, I guess, gratitude brings perspective, right? I think so. I mean, and and what are we grateful for, you know, and the, the things that we can, can look back on and say, boy, I'm really thankful for this. But somebody who doesn't have something that we're thankful for is thankful for something else. Mm-hmm. Right. So d- does it require, does gratitude require having certain things? And the answer is it doesn't. It doesn't. It's amazing how people can be thankful when they have, when they don't have something that you think is critical to be thankful. So yes. even if you take something like your health, I will tell you my mom struggled with health issues um, and she's passed now, but um, for, for most of her life she struggled with health issues. And her biggest message was there's no such thing as bad days. There's only bad moments. Hmm. You know, she was grateful for all the good moments of every day in spite of the fact that she had polio and heart problems and diabetes and, I mean, you know, lots of things that would make other people sad. And my mom's attitude just wasn't that. She just said, you know what, I, I think there's only a few bad moments and most moments I'm thankful for. You know, Jerry, um, this little bout of COVID that I had when I'm finally able to have some coherent thoughts um, you think back to the early days of COVID when it was literally killing people and you, you, you have those thoughts while you're going through it. Okay. You know, I got my little meter that's measuring my oxygen, you know, you and I are texting back and forth yeah. here and then, you yeah. know, hey, if it gets below this, you might want to get, you know, to the emergency room or something. I just think about, I, I didn't have, I didn't have to deal with that. My family doesn't have to deal with that. Right. Um, It's so I'm going to go with I'm blessed. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it could have been different, could have been worse. Uh, Of course, when I had COVID, I was worried about you guys because we were in the studio, Mark and Jerry. We were all in the studio together. And I was worried about what what did I do to you? Uh, Even in that moment of, you know, I'm I'm sick and I don't I don't feel good. Um, so I, I think this whole idea of perspective, and then I think too, Jerry, to clo- maybe close this part of the segment, the, this segment out is I'm, and maybe we'll talk about this in the next segment in depth. 
I'm always, always, uh, I don't know what, not surprised, but appreciative of the people who come for food distributions and how grateful they are. I mean, it's, 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 it's uncanny to see when they see the quality of the food um, which goes to our principle that food communicates value. It's amazing to see, and I'm sure you have stories about that, and we'll tell those stories on the other side of this break. That's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. We're back with you with the uh, show that's discussing the attitude of gratitude. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight. We're here on Food First Michigan today. And, uh, Jerry, this is the holiday season. I know we don't normally peg the shows for times of year, but this seems pretty special to me. And uh, I did hear the objections already that actually the holiday season starts around Halloween <laughs> and runs right on through. But any, at any case, uh, this is a time of the year. And I, I do think about the people that are the families that food banks are serving all across Michigan's 83 counties and um, the gratefulness that they express when they come to get food for their families. I mean, I've been that person. I know what that feels like. And um, I guess I would say I, I, I look at our network like the friend who walks in when everybody else walked out. We're there in the crisis, in the moment, and we're having, we're giving something tangible away that can at least take hunger off the table and maybe even a trade-off or two financially. Without a doubt, you know, I was in, uh, we did a bus tour a, a couple times a year. I take board members um, on a bus tour of various agencies that work with us, right? That mm-hmm. because it, it takes all of us to get this work done and to and to reach the people who are who are hungry where they are and meeting people where they are is a huge value in what we do, and uh, and we talk a lot about people are worth investing in, but but how do you know that if you never meet anybody? Right. How, how do you know? You, you just have your own life experience to go on. So anyway, we do these bus tours a couple times a year. And uh, this latest bus tour that we had uh, a couple months ago it was October. <clears throat> we stopped at, at uh, three different places. One of the places was a pantry um, in River Rouge. And the the person running the pantry came out and greeted us and you know obviously was grateful that we were that we were there and and that she could showcase the work that they're doing <clears throat> so we went over we went over to the building and uh, it turns out that the volunteers working at the pantry were people who received food from the pantry and they were running the show 
They and and they figured out how to get a truck and how to get that truck to pick up the food they needed and and then they had um, they actually were were doing several things uh, with that vehicle and and th- th- it was busy and bustling and it, and it was there was so much joy there and no judgment I mean people were were walking in and talking it was like going to a barber shop <laughs> you know. And so, so you you sit there in the middle of this, which which some people would say, "Gosh, you know, the, there there's a lot of desperation here." Did not feel that way at all. Did not feel that way. Hmm. And I think gratitude is the core of it. I think gratitude is the core of it. And and you know, um, I never stop learning from from witnessing the work that we do. Right. I never stop learning. I mean, um, and I think that that curiosity, that willingness to be open, <clears throat> I think that comes from gratitude too. It, to not be threatened by something new, but to re- but to rather experience that, understand it for what it is, and be grateful for the opportunity to expand your world. Right, and so so gratitude is so connected to our work in so many ways. I also think when we look at all of the people that do this work with us, the vast majority of them are volunteers. Mm-hmm. So what makes a person decide they're going to volunteer to to register people for help or to serve them or to prepare meals or to clean up or, you know, direct traffic, whatever it takes to, to, to serve the community and, and help our hungry neighbors? What? What makes a person decide to do that? Hmm. And I really do think fundamentally at the core of it is a feeling of being blessed and saying, I can, I can be a blessing for others, right? I can be for others how I feel I have been, maybe not treated, but my life experience has been one of gratitude. Yeah. So I don't think our work gets done at all. If gratitude isn't there. I, I just don't think so. Right. No, that's a great point. And I, I would say, too, that that gratitude is the, you know, you, you said uh, that the father said gratitude is the first step toward holiness. I, and I might I might just piggyback that and make it a little Dr. Philism here. The gratitude is the first step toward perspective, um, because if you can somehow change your attitude to being grateful, even in difficult circumstances, grateful for the—it's bad that families need help with food. But when they get the help, they have that attitude of gratitude. It helps their perspective, I think. It helps our perspective. And like you said, we continue to learn more and more from them as as not a, as not families that need food are a problem to be solved— but they are a reason to invest. And I want to talk about that investment in one more way. How many people who are coming to a pantry help somebody that lives near them who doesn't have a way to get there? Right. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. People drive through and they say, I have a neighbor that, that also needs food. And so we work with people who are helping their neighbors. And, and we hear about transportation being a problem, right? Yes. And people overcome so much. They, they attack the issues in their life with vigor and figure out ways 
to help each other. And we see it all the time. Now, I am grateful for that because there are some problems that as much as we can do as a food bank, we don't know how to fix transportation. Right. We're trying. We're trying things all the time. But the community knows how to fix it, and they fix it by helping each other. And they fix it coming from that sense of, I'm grateful that I can do this, and I'm going to share this blessing with my neighbors who don't have the same things I have. That's a beautiful thing. You know, Jerry, um, you're just sending my wheels are turning. You know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to all the way over to Ted Lasso. Uh, I don't know if anybody's watched that show, but it's a great show. So well, it's over now, but you can still find it and watch it on Prime or whatever. And he quoted Walt Whitman one time when he said, be curious, not judgmental. And so I think about the people who come, the families who come for food and how grateful they are, particularly when they see how the high quality of food that's there. It's not just shelf stable. There is some shelf stable, but it's not just that. There's fresh, there's dairy, there's, you know, milk and eggs and protein. It's, it's unbelievable to see their faces light up, you know, and that always encourages me. But it makes me think about the other side of the coin, too. I think it was, um, it was Dan, Dan, uh, a gentleman by the name of Daniel Shipwreck. I don't, I don't know if you want that name or not, but then, <laughs> there you go. Uh, in the Great Lakes, he said, uh, if you suffered in life and want other people to suffer as you did because you turned out fine, then you probably really didn't turn out fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, That's I fun. think that, you know, the, we subscribe to some principles on this show that there are reoccurring things for us. And one is you got to help people where they're at, not where you wish they were. And, 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 you know, and, and how I respond to this person in need, this family in need, again, says a lot more about me than it does them who are in need. How do, how, how do I respond to that? And as we've talked about on the show uh, through the years here, um, if you're a member of virtually any faith on this earth, you are commanded <laughs> to 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 come alongside of of people who are that have less than what they need and that's just i think starts with gratitude the first step toward uh, an accurate perspective so <clears throat> two sides of a coin the first side of the coin is unconditional love it's the first side of the coin but on the other side of the coin is unconditional responsibility. They're two sides of the same coin, mm -hmm. right? Because when you walk with people who need your help without considering or judging how they got there, why they got there, you just know they need help and you walk with them, that's unconditional love looks like that, right? Yet we are all called to do the best we can for ourselves, And then to, from that be able to give that same unconditional love to others, right? They go together, right? That quality of unconditional love and unconditional responsibility, they go together because you can't do one without the other. I firmly believe that. <clears throat> and gratitude plays a huge role in both sides of that coin.
Well said. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here. Come back and be with us as we continue to uh, peel the layers off the onion called the Attitude of Gratitude. Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here with you on our first Food First Michigan, the Attitude of Gratitude show during this holiday season. So I would say, Jerry, one of the first groups of people that I'm thankful for would be all the people who listen to the show and subscribe to the podcast. So, thank you. Thank you. And and maybe they're grateful to us for some reason for <laughs> having the show at all. I mean, maybe we're sharing a moment of gratitude, but uh, you know, not to bring things back that way necessarily. We are we are thankful for all the people who decide they're going to spend some of their handful of life taking care of this issue of food security, learning about it, uh, learning how to to make a difference, putting forward s- some effort to say, you know what, this is a solvable problem. If we all take on a piece of it according to what makes sense and what we can do, it's a solvable problem. You know, it's going to take time, but but we're making progress. And I know our listeners join us on that on that walk of of uh, getting there because it's where we need to be. Well, too, Jerry. You know, we're in a we're in the the beautiful Fisher Building here at WJR, and we've been doing the show now. We're going to be finishing our seventh year pretty soon, and um, that's really should be news to you because we used to think we were only finishing our fifth year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but nonetheless, uh, it's been an honor to do this show, to do it on WJR, uh, and th- and that's been made possible in part because of our partnership with the Michigan Farm Bureau. Uh, Farm Bureau, the family of companies at the at, at Michigan Farm Bureau, which would include Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. So Don Simon, the CEO there, Scott Piggott, the CEO at Michigan Farm Bureau, it's been an honor to have them come alongside of us. Without a doubt. And, uh, and the impact of that over the years uh, has been amazing. I mean, we don't do the show for the sake of doing a show, right? We do the show for the sake of continuing to move the issue forward and to get things done and to draw attention to the people who are working hard to, to make our community food secure. It's been very successful in a lot of ways, and it wouldn't have happened without the support of our friends at Farm Bureau. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to uh I'm going to think about a couple of the folks that I'm really thankful for that helped me do this work. And so I'm going to say um on my team at the Food Bank Council and for those of you who may just be turning in, there's one Food Bank Council, we're the state association. We represent and work for the seven Feeding America food banks that serve all of Michigan's 83 counties. And they do that through a network of some almost 3,000 different pantries that are scattered across the communities here in Michigan. I'm thankful for all of them, but I've got to think about 
uh, Dr. Dawn Opal, who's been on our show numerous times, that's uh, that's leading our innovation efforts and is also our general counsel. Marcia Kiefer, who came to us as our COO and has been a tremendous difference maker. Maureen Crum, who handles our our director of finance responsibility and manages our budget really, really well. And then Anna Almanza, who is our director of policy, who's also been a guest on the show and um, and is, is really growing into that role. And then we have a whole team of people that's there. But those are those I wanted to mention here on the show and say, I don't think we would be as far along in the work towards a solution without the efforts of these four women who work with me and for me, and I'm honored to have them on my team. And I will say on behalf of Gleaners and our food bank and the other seven food banks in Michigan, we are grateful as well. We are grateful to you and your team for how you have helped us grow into significantly more than we ever imagined we could be. And we continue on that path. Um, And so, you know, one thing spreads to the other. I think all of us in food banking are grateful for our teams. Our teams get it done and they get it done well. And you know why? Because they care about the community and they are they are so focused on how can we do the right thing for people? Um, and so I, I think I can speak on behalf of all of the the food banks and the leadership at food banks to say our teams are one of our biggest reasons to be thankful. Um, and then, like we talked about Farm Bureau, we're very thankful to our donors. You know, we have to raise money. All of us have to raise money. Sure. And uh, and it pays our pays our teams, <clears throat> but it does so much more, right? To Our capacity in the food banking network has quadrupled in the last five years. Our capacity to get food out to the community has quadrupled. We can do so much more. Now, certainly driven by the need to figure it out during COVID, but not just sure. that, right? We, have, we continue to hire very good expert staff, smart people, people who are smarter than us, better looking than us. <laughs> well, that's why we're on radio. <laughs> I mean, you know, in every aspect there. And so, so man, if we can't figure out to be grateful for that and to live in that space of joy that comes from gratitude, man, we have some learning to do. Well, we do. We do have some learning to do. And, and you know, one of the groups of people that have come alongside us historically and then at a record uh, pace this past year has been uh, the Michigan legislature. Yeah. So, I mean, Speaker uh, Joe Tate, Senate Majority Leader Winnie Brinks have both been to our food banks that are in their districts. Uh, They volunteer. I saw Winnie Brinks uh, loading turkeys in uh, cars and vehicles out in West Michigan. I've seen, uh, you know, you help Joe Tate uh, do some volunteering at the Capuchins, you know, recently. And, um, you know, when I asked Speaker Tate how that went, he said, well, I I tried not to mess up the process because, <laughs> man, they got it down to a science. They, they know do. what they're doing. Uh, but I think, you know, uh, again, uh, lots of legislators on both sides of the aisle, but, you know, Re- Representative Angela Whitwer. Senator Sarah Anthony, um, Christine Morse from down around Battle Creek, Kalamazoo area, 
uh, uh, Representative Jasper Martis out of Flint, Phil Green from the Over in the Thumb, all these men and women who are in civil service have not forgotten the people who are struggling with more month than they have money. And so I think a, an expression of gratitude to the leadership and the members of the Michigan legislature who come alongside the Food Bank Council and our members in a record way this past year um, is much appreciated. Yes, indeed. And, you know, I think about the the other uh, people within government that we work with. Sometimes government gets a pretty bad rap. Um, and and yet I find myself very grateful for the people within the State Departments that we have to work closely with in order to get some of this work done. You know, I also have to give a shout out in this process to Senator Sylvia Santana, who really worked hard with us to, to get the appropriation right for the significant increase in the Michigan agriculture surplus system. And working with uh, 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 the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services to, to get this in the right place and administered correctly. You know, all these things that just happen, they don't just happen, no, right? No. It's people who have to work hard and think carefully. And so, you know, another... Well, they catch a lot of slack, too. I mean, you think about Director Elizabeth Hertel at MDHHS, um, Lou Rubel, uh, David Knizic, all of these guys, these people who are giving their life in service um, and, and, and catch a lot of flack, to be candid about it, um, are, are doing good work alongside of the Food Bank Council and our members. And, you know, Jerry, when we, we start this part doing this, naming names and stuff, there's always the the opportunity to miss somebody. We can't name them all. And lists are no fun anyway. I mean, we're, we're not going to bore our listeners for a long time with lists. But, but the truth is the list is part of what the work is. Right. Yep, it's, it's connecting the dots between people uh, across a broad range of services and and, um, you know, specialties, if you will. We talk to and work with, you know, so many businesses that are invested in this and the and, and the small business association and 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 and. Right. I mean, because all it's all of that thinking that we need to bring to the table if we're going to actually solve a complicated problem like food insecurity. Uh, absolutely. All right. Last name: Stephanie Johnson. Got to got to work it in. Oh, Says, without a doubt. Whoa, whoa, without a without doubt. Steph at at uh, Corey Johnson and Levitt, who um, who stands in the gap for our our work and in regard to the legislature. And then, you know, uh, the last part here on the this this segment, I, I, I'd be amiss if I did not mention the governor and the lieutenant governor. Um, you know, uh, Governor Whitmer sat right here in this studio, and we hatched the idea on this show for a food security council, and she kept her word, created it, appointed me to be the chair. And some of the work that we did in that Food Security Council is now being reflected in some of her priorities and budgets of both her and the lieutenant governor. And, you know, I'm a firm believer in being giving credit where credit is due and celebrate what you want and perhaps you'll get more of it. So I can't. what you appreciate, appreciates. Yeah, I, I can't argue with any of that. You know, we have been grateful for for the help of this administration and they really have stepped out and up for food banks. So... Thank you. Absolutely. 
Jerry and I are back to wrap up this edition of Food First Michigan. Jerry, it's time to wrap up this edition of Food First Michigan, the Attitude of Gratitude show. What you appreciate, appreciates. Last word on appreciation here, brother. You know what? We are right on Christmas Eve. Um, We are, we can't say enough how thankful we are, not only for all the people we have already mentioned, but all the people that are coming into this work in the coming year. And, uh, And we will maintain this attitude of gratitude because we're going to be in the middle of some really great stuff. Right. It's, it's, it's a privilege to do this work, and it's a privilege to do this work with you, my friend. Right back at you, Doctor. Time for a little food for thought. Here are my three favorite quotes about gratitude. From the Talmud, He who gives should never remember, but he who receives should never forget. When a person doesn't have gratitude, something is missing in his or her humanity. A person can almost be defined by his or her attitude towards gratitude. Ellie Weissel said that. And lastly, silent gratitude isn't much good for anyone. Lastly today, I'm thankful for the principles we found this show upon. One. We can change the conversation about food insecurity across Michigan. And I think we've done that. We continue to do that. And we've changed the conversation about food insecurity, not just here in Michigan, but across the land as well. Two, everyone has a seat at our table and can contribute to the solution. And thirdly, you have to start somewhere. And for us, it's food first, folks. Food first. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.